Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is episode eight of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, your host. I'm grateful to you for tuning in. This will be the last live uh, show uh, before Christmas. Uh, they've, uh, I know I'm a new guy here, but they give me, they're giving me a couple days off. So I'm going to go home uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, spend that with my uh, wife and my brand new baby. And I'll be back with you the, the day after Christmas. And then I'll be uh, here every day. Uh, thereafter. So thank you, uh, for, for hanging out with us. The reason I tell you that is because today's program is a little bit, uh, a little bit looser, I think, than has been the, the case in these, the first seven episodes. I'm joined in studio by a good friend of mine, I've known a long time, Scott Howell, uh, former senator here in, in the state of, of Utah. Uh, we were debating, so here, we, so you can see a little bit inside baseball. Here's here are my notes for the for the day. Uh, producer Amy helps me with those. And one of the things I've asked of her is because I have a bad memory, and I I say, okay, listen, no matter how close of a friendship I have with the folks or how much I know them, please put their their full name and their and their title, how they you know how I should refer to them. And your uh, CV. Uh, is so uh, long and, and, and diverse. I'm not sure how I should be referring to you. How, how, how do you how, if you're going to speak, how are you introduced? As Scott. Scott? Yeah. All right, Scott's <laughs> in the house. That's it. Yeah, well, Lee, thank you for the invitation. It's great to see you again. Congrat- <clears throat> Excuse me. Congratulations on the baby. And congratulations on the job. Thanks a lot. I mean, if people knew our history, how far back it went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were the man that made Doug Wright the man who he is today. Oh, I don't know about that. He, <laughs> actually, no, Sorry, no, no. Doug. Let's go with that. Yeah. He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, right. You're, wel- you're welcome, Doug. You're welcome for all I've done for you. <laughs> uh, no, you and Doug made a great team. I mean, a lot a of times days. having you guys up on Capitol Hill and, you know, just having the rapport. And it's nice to have have someone who thinks both sides of the aisle. You know, you, you've always been someone who can see the left, the right, and understand what it is. And, and I think, you know, Doug, I always refer to him as the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at you stepping into this, is that you, and what great experience you've had. Oh, my goodness. I've been real lucky. I've been blessed. My father, a talk show host, yeah, he and right. I worked together for a number of years, and then all the years with Doug. Uh, right. uh, I think you, you and I crossed paths once in, uh, in Charlotte. Yes, uh, we the did. Conventions. Yes. Uh, Democratic convention. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was great. Can I say something? You, you, you point out how I have this great ability to see both sides. I will concede this point, uh, that the Democrats know how to throw a much uh, more exciting party than the Republicans. <laughs> you down told there, me that. Down there in Charlotte, they had uh, they had James Taylor performed. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, they, had, they closed off this entire strip. It was a big, long block party. In Florida and Tampa that year, it was like Foot Soldier Central. It was barricaded. You guys told me that, that it yeah. was really militaristic. And you, you, I think you guys were a little bit nervous, too. Well, I wouldn't uh, go that far. Well, yeah, let's just say Doug uh, was. Yeah, maybe, maybe Doug was. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. The, the reason I invite you into studio, and I'm grateful to you for accepting the invitation, last night the Democrats got together and they debated in Los Angeles. Uh, before we get to that, though, can I ask you a piece of trivia? Absolutely. Uh, can you tell me the name of the first... Uh, Democrat governor of the state of Utah. Oh, was it Bamberger? That's correct. Okay, that's I, correct. I was trying to remember there. Can you tell me when he served? Uh, the nineteen thirty 
seven. A little bit earlier. Uh, ne- took in office from 1917 uh, to 1921. Uh, yes. And he left a distinct mark in the city. If people look at our transit system, uh, he was the one who really put the first transit system in with the horse and, and pulling the trolleys. Uh, a little bit of commentary on that, though, is that he also owned the company, <laughs> Van Burger Transportation. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's funny how those things work out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, listen, th- so the reason I bring up uh, Governor Bamberger, I have uh, I have a, a quirky hobby, uh-huh. and it is I like to I look to from time to time just to get my wheels turning and to see what happened uh, in the past. I will comb through newspaper oh, archives. Cool. cool. And in uh, this morning, I was doing that just to yeah. as the, as the day as the sun was. Coming up, and we we're right. getting ready for the program. I looked back at uh, the 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 uh, the Deseret News from 100 years ago today. Wow! So this is December 20th, 1919, yep. and what is printed here? They changed the name of the paper for a couple of days. You can see here it says the Christmas News. <laughs> it's very clever. Uh, and on the front page, 100 years ago today, uh, Governor Simon Bamberger uh, printed a letter. And I just want to just want to take a, a cool. moment. I want to read yes, the letter. Please, please. hundred years old. Yeah, uh, and please. I think especially today, as later on, we're going to be talking uh, w- with uh, an economist from the Department of Workforce Services about some of the jobs numbers. Sure, it's going to be fascinating. The, the the praise that the governor is heaping upon the state uh, one hundred years ago compared to what we're going to learn today. Uh, it reads thusly: It says, "I am happy to avail myself of this opportunity to convey to the people of Utah the greetings of the season and to extend success and to." Ex- extend sincere congratulations upon the peace and prosperity reflected so strongly by the industrial uh, contentment which prevails throughout the state. At the same time, I would take advantage of this occasion to extend a hearty invitation to those without our borders to join us in the development of the state and share our happiness and prosperity. In times such as these, when world conditions are undergoing a readjustment, the industrial contentment which we enjoy indicated even more than the prevalence of peace and prosperity among our people. It reflects the adoption of broad-minded policies by every element of our population in a patriotic endeavor to arrive at a practical solution to our problems, thereby ensuring an honest effort of its just reward. That was 100 years ago, uh, wow. Governor. Wow, you know, um, Gary Herbert, <clears throat> reprint that letter. Send it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Gary, it, I mean, Lee, think about what he said. Sure. He put us on an international uh, table. He also called out that we uh, should appreciate what we've had, but he was also welcoming of people. Now, if memory serves me correct, I think he was uh, Jewish. That's correct. First, yeah, he uh, was first, first non-Mormon uh, elected governor, uh, first Democrat, and, and Jewish was his yes, face. Yes, and I, I remember that three criteria. And what a message he sent. I mean, y- y- you could actually read that today, and it would have the same the same relevance. And, and I think what's good about you reading that, Lee, is that it should give hope to so many citizens that are so concerned about happening. And, you know, the, the, too many people are seeing the dark side. And... There's light at the end of the tunnel, and we've gone through these things before. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And I, I'm going to try. I'm going to see if if there is if there's more stuff like this. Yeah, I, I for, think that's for a long cool. time. Yeah, uh, and we'll see. Maybe it'll become a, a reoccurring uh, portion of this program. Uh, listen, we, the, the reason I've got you here, of course, sure. is to talk about the uh, the debate. You, you can join us in the next segment, correct? Sure. Okay, yes. cool. Because we yes. just have uh, yes. we have yes. about uh, sixty seconds left in this segment. <laughs> uh, give me your your overall impression, and then we'll take a break. Well, I, I think for uh, finally there was an adult in the room that took control of the debate and brought it what it should be, and that was Amy Klobuchar. There was no doubt in my mind that she finally stood up 
up and said, what are we doing here? And the bickering about the health care and how are you going to pay for it and uh, the impeachment. We got a br- we got a brief reprievement from that so we could talk about the real issues of the day. And there were some big winners last night. And clearly there were some people that are going to lose. And I'm more than happy to talk about that and give you my perspective. Uh, in full disclosure, I am a Joe Biden fan. I have known him for 40 years. When I was first elected, he came out and did some fundraising for us. We've been friends ever since. I think the man is incredible. And um, so that's just my little twist on it up front. But I'll share with you the perspective of uh, of not only myself, but journalists from both sides of the aisle, uh, of both, uh, you know, Fox and CNN and yeah. MSBC, because I've been following those real closely today. Oh, Sandy, Scott Howell is our guest. Uh, I asked him how he'd like to be introduced, and it's simply Scott. You know who he is. Uh, <laughs> I, this is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In our next segment, we're going to jump into uh, what, what was what was said at last night's Democrat debate uh, from Los Angeles. We'll look at some polling numbers as well. Uh, that's all next here on Live Mike, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.